guys, it's Sabre and Courtney here back with another episode of Impractical Theorists. This week we're going to talk about being a teenager and romanticizing adulthood and what it's like to be an adult. Um, and also uh, what it's like to be a teenager or what we think it would be like to be a teenager in these crazy times right now. And in the era of, you know, your Gen Z's uh, in comparison to like millennials. Because I definitely think that with the, the fast advancement of technology, there is just a it's very staunchly different. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's not, definitely not comparable. No. Um, so, starting off, like, I mean, I'm sure we both remember being a teenager. Oh, and absolutely. what that it was, was horrible. Like. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was horrible. You have puberty. Um, I mean, in our generation, like, we, I had a phone. I mean, we're talking about, like, a Nokia flip phone. Yeah. You know, the ones that you could, like, throw into, like, a pit of lava. And it's going to come <laughs> out and be like, you want to play some snake? Like, right. Um, but... You know, technology. I told you about that dream that I had recently, right? Uh, I had this dream that I like found my old uh, blue Nokia phone, like the uh. original, like in my closet, and like literally like pressed the button and it turned on, <laughs> like after like twenty, 20 fucking years. Yeah, it's like do these do these even work anymore? Right. Um, they do. They according do so- to my dream. Okay. <laughs> um, still fully charged. Still fully. Charged. Of course, yeah, because those things wouldn't die, literally. Um. Uh. So, you know, some conceptions that I think that I had as a teenager is that just, like, being an adult was awesome. And I think that a lot of teenagers go into that, you know, like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be 18. I can't wait to be 21 so I can can drink and do whatever I want. You know, I'm I'm free. (laughs) And, though, it is funny because... um, You almost want to cackle at that. Yeah. Well, and when on my 18th birthday... My dad was like, I was like, I think I was asking if I could go out with some friends or whatever. And he's like, he's like, Saber Lou, he's like, you are free, you're white, and you're 18. He's like, you can do whatever you want now. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, it was, and of course, like, my, to try and post this, paint this picture of my dad is just like, uh, he was raised in Illinois, but he just, for some reason, I don't know, I feel like he, like, identifies with the South. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, he's just very country. He's very, like... Uh, I wouldn't even quite say, like, redneck, where you're, like, mudding and, like, I don't yeah. know, raising cattle and shit. But, I mean, just, like, very, very country, very, like, he, like, has his own, like, garden and shit like that. If that, I don't know, paints even a remote picture. But, like, you, you know, you think that when you become 18 and then when you, you know, start getting to 21 when you're, like, I can drink, everything is super legal now. Like, I can do whatever I want. Um you have these conceptions of what adulthood is going to be like. And, like, I mean, of course I knew, like, paying bills was going to be a thing. Like, I was aware of that because yeah. my parents, you get raised around them. It's like, how would you not know? Um, did you ever, so, did you ever, like, sit and, like, try to do, like, a mock-up budget? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, well, we had stuff like that, like, um, balancing checkbook stuff, you know, in, in like, certain classes. I think it was, like, person. we had a personal finance class at the school that I went to. But, I mean... To be honest, that doesn't even really scrape the surface of things that you have to do as an adult that really, uh, unless your parents are just very, like, adamant, like, I don't know, I guess we would consider them, like, perfect parents. You don't really learn this stuff until you get out on your own and you have to experience it for yourself. Uh, oh, I was just going to say. The crippling anxiety <laughs> of calling your own doctor. like where's the lie no I was gonna say though it was like I remember making those budgets with my parents and they would like help me like just to get an idea of what it would take for me to have my own apartment right and like bills not like talking about going to college or anything else too I just wanted to know what it would cost and like you know of course I started working when I was 16 so I had an idea of like the amount of money that I had available to me. Which was not much. Which was <laughs> not much. It was like $6 an hour, you know what I mean? Um, and I remember making these budgets and just being like, 
how will I ever afford this? You're my like, parents would no just way. crack up laughing. Like they just, <laughs> and I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, because you think as a kid, you're like, you, you grow it's up. Gonna, it's, you think it's going to be as easy as like A, B, and C. But it's not at all. <laughs> you're not. like, I know how money works. I give it to the people and then I buy things. Yeah. But like, but you don't account for like all the things coming out of left field. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, you know, well, including, you know, saving for a rainy day emergency, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and, you know, and, and this is, I think, especially difficult for people who don't have a very stable like support system. Yeah. Like, I think that we're, you know, we, we have to speak from a little bit of a privilege here because I know yeah. that if something bad were to happen, my parents have my back. And I know Absolutely. that you've experienced that as well. Yeah. And. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Love my parents. <laughs> um, but, like, you have all these conceptions of what you're going to do and, and how money works. And then you become an adult and you're just like. Why am I so tired all the time? Like, <laughs> why does my body hurt all like, the time? I, I work, I work my forty hours a week to make my money, and then I, I'm off for two days, and all I want to do is like sleep and not do anything at all. Literally, because it, like when you're a teenager and you have a job, like I started working, uh, like almost eighteen. I think it was like a month or two before my eighteenth birthday. And um, well, okay, I did have one job prior to that. I worked at Old Navy for like seasonal so it was like six to eight weeks um but I you know my parents did raise me to work hard and that's what you do like um you know you work hard and that's how you make your money and if you you put as my mom says do it do the job like you're doing it for Jesus (laughs) which I mean (laughs) which it it works for her you know and I get what she means by it do it like you, you know you're trying to really impress somebody even if it's the smallest job because you never know who's really watching you which makes sense right but like, it's so much more challenging in a lot of really weird ways that I didn't realize or think about whenever I was growing up and, like, trying to prepare myself to be a teenager. Like, um, excuse the fuck out of me, towels and blankets have no business being so goddamn expensive. <laughs> oh my gosh, it took me so many years to, like, just be comfortable with buying new towels. Like, usually, like... I go to the motherfucking dollar store. Well, so usually my family would just give me their old towels. Yeah. It's towels, a towels, a towel. You know? Like, your towel. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and, and parents and, like, adult, like, really, really good adults that are good at doing adult things, they just always seem... They have have matching towels. And they have, like... (laughs) They could give you, like, 20 towels and they have, like, 200 towels in a closet somewhere. (laughs) Right. Seriously. No, it took me a long time... To even get to the point where I had, I have, I have semi-matching towels now, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> and also, bedding sets is a big thing. Oh my! But it was a big thing when you were a teenager too. You know, like didn't you love getting a new like comforter and, you're and just, a like, new bed set? And you're just like, in oh, it. and my bed is super ultra comfortable tonight. And <laughs> seriously, I mean, and do you remember those like bed in a bags? Like, and oh. I would get so pumped over them. Yeah, where you, you could, I mean, you can still buy them from Walmart, but it's yeah. like the entire comforter and yeah. sheet and pillow set. Very is, simple. And it comes with like a sham, like, first of all, I didn't know what the fuck a sham was, but <laughs> like, now I'm just like, ooh, look at this nice sham, everything matches. Right. Look at my nice pillows. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you, the things that you take for granted growing up are the things that, it's like those small things that you admire most, you know? Yeah. Like... Growing up, you're like, laundry detergent. I fucking love going to buy smell good shit for my yes, laundry. Because I tell you what. Like, you're just like, ooh, that's I will spend so 50 bucks. Yeah. Because it makes all the difference to me. Especially for sheets. 
You know, like oh, climbing into a fresh sheeted bed that smells I like my sheets last night. Yeah, it was smells phenomenal. like roses and and fresh linen. You're just like, oh my yes. god, this is the best thing in the whole world. It really is, especially after you get out of the shower and like you just like go lay in your nice clean new bed and it just you feel so <sighs> like, nice, you feel sleep. brand new. Yeah. yeah, you really do. Um, so like it's it is, but it's the little things like that that I don't realize. Like it's fucking expensive. Like. Yeah. You know, that they, it's, and, and it adds up is really well, you, what it is. I think that, you know, when you are first coming of age, like for me, when I was a young adult, I didn't care to spend the extra money on things like that. You know, like I just was like, I don't know. It just wasn't a priority for me until I realized that it's nice having those little fine details. Yeah. You know, because it really makes a house a home. Like a plastic, like a thing of plastic bags or like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like all of your cleaning supplies, like these things, like you're going to need them to be an adult. You have to clean your apartment and upkeep and you know, whatever. Right. But like, those are those little things that you're just like, I don't like they, it adds up, but you need it and you don't realize what you need until you're experiencing it. And you're like, Oh my God, I need dryer sheets. Oh my fucking God. I'm out of bathroom oh, spray. So this is why now I always buy things in bulk. Like when I have the money, obviously to do it. But like, if I have to go buy trash bags or like foil or like stuff that I know I'm always going to need, I'll just buy the biggest fucking thing that I can find because then it just lasts forever and I don't have to worry about it. Right. Like, which I would never do a life that when I was <laughs> Buy in bulk when you can buy in bulk for yeah. important things because it seriously does make a difference. It really does. And it's way more convenient too because I can't tell you what something that is more frustrating than like getting ready to want to make dinner or something and you realize that you're like almost out of tinfoil or you're almost out of plastic or it's like just those little things but like and you don't have to like buy a new thing every single month you know it's just easy to have it in bulk right anyway truth pro tip yeah (laughs) well you know yeah kind of late learner pro tip (laughs) late bloomer whatever i was trying it's the biggest thing is like thinking like when you when you have your own place, like doing your, like having your, either your own apartment or renting a home or whatever, you know, I mean, some people buy a home at a pretty young age and that's your prerogative. It, I know for a lot of people, that's not the case. So, I mean, speaking in generally, like you either get an apartment or like by either by yourself or you'll get roommates or you'll have a home and you'll have roommates of some sort. And, and you totally romanticize the roommate thing when yeah. you're younger. Having a roommate is not, it's not what you think it is. It's not that it's inherently bad. I've been really lucky that the roommates I had had to live with for a while when we lived in Colorado, which honestly, it's cool to fucking pack up everything and just move across the country and with your friends and like do that. But it also was really, really challenging. And I mean, yeah. like I, I in one way encourage it because you don't know how strong and resilient you can be until you're forced to. Right. And, and, and we I, both actually did that. Yeah. That shit is crazy. And I can't tell you how many people were like, you're really brave. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Because, and it was like, you know, we, we just essentially were like, all right, we're going to pack up everything. We've found an, a way to at least, you know, weasel our way in there where we're not going to be completely like homeless or whatever. Yeah. So like, let's go with it. And I mean, it's a lot of balance. It's a lot of teamwork. It's a lot of communication. And it's like, you know, that's why it's important that if you're going to do this, do this with somebody, you know, like that you're either like, you've got a really strong relationship with and you already have a really strong connection of trust. Also, if you're going to do it, whatever money you think that you should save, double it. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. I can't tell you. My grandma had to dig us out because... We almost, like, lost everything, like, two months being into Colorado. Because, like, we had both lost our jobs. We didn't have any money. No way to pay the rent. So my grandma gave us a thousand bucks, like, just to save our asses. Just so we could, you know. And then we found jobs. And, of course, we stayed in Colorado for six years. But on and off. 
But, um, but yeah, like, it's hard. It's harder than you think. Like, and, and one thing I do want to point out in doing so, like, it's normal to feel homesick. Even though you want to be there really bad and you're making it work and you're happy and you're just like, yes, I'm fucking doing it. Like, it's normal to get homesick. I'm just going to say that serious? right there. Are you serious? Like, I totally, I did not get homesick at all. Oh, I totally, like, I, I think I did for, like, the, the comfort of familiarity. Like, of knowing, like, I, I, you know, I took, it was me and my two best friends and I'd left anybody else that I knew behind. And I had a lot of people here that I was really close to. Yeah. And it was, but at the same time, it was just like, I gotta, do, I gotta make my own way. And, right. and that's really how you learn is by trying something and maybe not being so good at it. It didn't really, I lived out there for a little over a year. It didn't last that long. But like, it did teach me a lot about paying bills on time and mm-hmm. relying on yourself, being resourceful, being smart with your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think that that sets me up, you know, where now I, I have a lot of stability because I had that experience. Right. And sometimes it's, you know, and I'm not saying every kid should go move across the fucking country. It's not what I'm saying. But to put yourself out there, you yeah. know, make yourself a little uncomfortable because right. you really learn in those moments of being uncomfortable what you're made of. Yeah. And it will challenge the shit out of you and you will cry, but you will also laugh and you will have uh, memories that you're, you will never ever forget because it's mm-hmm. like you did that. That was on you. Right. And you made it happen for however long it happened. Yeah, for sure. But you know, even though like when I was younger, I... I really romanticized being an adult. Like, I... I thought it was going to be the greatest thing to ever happen to me. Oh, yeah. and But in a way, it was. Of course, you have to work for it. But, like... So that kind of puts a damper on things. But I don't think that I would want to go back if I had the ch- chance. See, and I... the And that's where... I, the only thing is I differ... For one particular reason is, like, the wonderment of trying it again. Like, if I could go back to being, like, 13 years old... Knowing what I know now and the path that I took, like I don't, I guess like the the wonder of never knowing, but imagining what it could, what you could have possibly done differently, you know, for yourself. But yeah, I can understand that. Not necessarily regret in the sense that it, like I've I'm at a position where I'm just like proud of myself for the things that I've accomplished because I've accomplished a lot. Yeah. But like, what ifs, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a part of being adult is you always wonder, you know, if I knew this then. Would I have done something different? And I mean, maybe, but like, what if you didn't, you know, well, if you didn't do that, what, I say. mean, like, how would you know that you would turn out the same way? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, well, kind of. So like, what if you had the opportunity to go back and you did and like, you still end up making the same choices because you are who you are. Yeah. You know what I Ooh, mean? That's a very valid point you that, know? you know, knowing out of instinct, you're like, you, you can tell yourself, well, I know that this ends up bad. You're like, but man, this I, I know the feeling that I'm going to get from this and that is where it's worth it. It's so yeah. worth the pain that I'm, you know, that I'm going to put myself through. And I mean, situations that turn out both positive or negative, that can be said for any situation, but it's just like the rush that you, you know, that from certain things, the feelings that you get, you're just like, damn, like it's really intense. And, and you're right. We are creatures of habit. So even yeah. knowing what we know, it's very possible that you would go back and make a lot of the same mistakes, but in different ways. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That was but yeah, I don't think I would want to go back just because like, I, I don't know. I like my freedom now. Like, yeah. That's the part of adulthood that I do love that, you know, I was really looking forward to as a kid because I'm still kind of like really immature in my head. Like I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm, I'm 30 years old and I'm literally like, 
I mean, I don't know. When I meet younger people, I'm like, no, I'm definitely more mature than you. But, you but know, I'm still like, going to laugh at a dick or butt joke. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and I have, you know, immature kind of ways of looking at things sometimes. But, like, I still wouldn't want to go back, like, because... I don't miss any of that. I don't miss high school at, at all. all. I was like, like I will, I will stand with you on that one. I fucking hated high school. Hated every second of it. Like, except okay. for band. Band was cool. There were times when, like, I started like smoking weed and stuff in high school, like, <laughs> drinking and stuff. So, like, you know, it was fun certain times, but like, just like the battles that you have to go through with like your peers and like yourself trying to fit in and yourself, yeah, and just like being insecure and you really shouldn't be because this is the most beautiful you're ever gonna be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't mean that to. Yes and no. You're either gonna peak in high school or you're gonna ferment like fine wine in there, <laughs> and you don't know what you're gonna get until you get there. Yeah, right. And that's that's the gamble. That's the risk. <laughs> so I mean, you know, those are like some things that I guess would be. I don't know. But I, I, I hated high school. And I really don't, like, have enough, like, pronounced memories in, like, middle school or anything below that that would make me want to go back and relive it. Uh, yeah, definitely not that young. Because that you know? sucked. Like, so if you had a chance to go back. The age that I would go back to, I would yeah. do, I would do, like, 16. Like, I would do, I would do 16. I hadn't. I hadn't made some That's of, getting through most of the bullshit. Yeah, most of the, most <laughs> of the trash. Like, because my last year, my junior and senior years of high school were actually really, really great. And I have a lot of... It's, it was because of band. It was always because of band and doing Color Guard. Those were the best times of my life. Like, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that. And I, like, I had a lot of fun and, and did a lot of really cool shit between, like, I would say, like, 19 and 23. Like, I did so much really, really cool shit. And I think to kind of live that over again but maybe maybe not make some of the mistakes that I had made or say things that I wanted to say to people that I I didn't and that I held in for myself and didn't really learn to start doing until I was a lot older like I think that is really what I mean when I go back and change things is like is say it when it counts yeah and and maybe like make some um different friendships um and different relationships gone a different way you know just some skip some of the shit that I didn't need but also you know stood my ground for myself or said you know I love you or said you know what I meant when it when it counted Mm. you know because I think that that's the biggest thing is missed opportunities you know wondering what could have happened if you just would have said it if you would have just done it if you would have just went through with it like you had planned and what you wanted to yeah you know, that's really, I think, what I, I miss on most. Not to say that I don't love my life now and that I'm really, really grateful and really blessed to be in a position where I am. Where I am. But, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to wonder, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's normal. Yeah. To to Because, I mean, we wonder about everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, and something that, like, even in bad ways, you know, like, anxious anticipation where, you're, you know, you play scenarios over and over your head. You do it in the same way when you go and reminisce. So it's like... Yeah. But I think that is, what, like, my biggest thing of going back would be to, to do those sort of things. But, like, if I could live an adult life now and just be, like, my responsibilities are, like, I have to color three pages in this coloring book and then take a nap for 45 minutes. Well, okay. Like, that makes it not so bad. But I think the biggest crippling fear is failure. Yeah. Am I going to be good enough? Not necessarily. I mean, for obviously we do seek validation. It's normal to seek validation as a human. Um, but like 
not necessarily even for my peers, but for myself. Yeah. For, am I going to fail myself? Right. And the fear of doing that. And like, and, and just as you're, you know, in that, in your mid to late twenties, you like, you're still figuring what the fuck is going on. Like, yeah. you know, or how, how to make your way I in the world. I feel like that's the worst part of your twenties, honestly, is the, I mean, and it's, and it's not necessarily the worst in like what's happening. It's the worst in your head because like for me in my late twenties, it was all about, like, epiphanies and just, like, realizing all of this shit that, like, I never saw before and, like, seeing things in a new light that I had never noticed, like, and then you're, like, kind of able to be like, okay, mom, I now get I it. understand. Yeah, and now I understand. <laughs> or, like, it, and I think that, like, knowing, you know, when, you, when you're first trying to figure out how to survive on your own, like, that in itself is terrifying because you're like, it's all on me now. Like... Right. You know, I don't want to have to go live back with my parents. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do this. I want to so bad more right. than anything. And I mean, and, and I want to say for anyone listening, you can do everything right and still fail. Yeah. And that's the truth. Oh yeah. I've experienced that. So don't think because, you know, you get your first apartment and you have a job and you think that you're, you're gonna be able to do it and you can't and you need a help and assistance. Do not think that, that means you're a failure. You may not have succeeded in the way that you wanted to, but we all, or a lot of people, at least I should say, experience that where you give it 110% and it just didn't, it just fell short because yeah. it wasn't meant to be. And yeah. I think that that is something about becoming an adult that is really difficult is that, like, you grow up thinking that if you work hard or you try hard or you give it 110%, it's always going to succeed for you. And right. it, that's the truth is it doesn't. No. And it's a truth that everyone needs to accept. And our humanity plays a big role. I mean, obviously. But, like, you don't realize it until you go through it of, like, circumstances are everything. Really. Yeah. I mean, just because you are hit with something one day, you, you got to face it. You got to make a decision now. You make the decision, it sends you down another path. Then the next day you have another decision. You know what I mean? And it just is kind of like And it a keeps branching effect. and it keeps branching. And then you don't really know the, you can't the consequences of full of your decision until it comes to fruition. And then you're just right. like, that's when you know, hey, you know, I didn't make the best choice that I could have at that point in time. And I should have done something different. Or you realize that, hey, this was a really smart decision. Maybe it was a risk. Maybe it wasn't. But you made the choice that, you know... Yeah, don't beat yourself up, though, because that's, like, the worst part is because you only made the decision you made based on the circumstances you had at that time. You and know you were what trying I mean? to do what was best for you. You know what I mean? Most of the time, I would say that those people are trying to make that decision. So, yeah. like, you know, it's not like you should feel guilty or bad because it didn't turn out correctly. I mean, oh, my God, there's so many things in my life that I would have changed... I mean, kind of. I don't know. I, you see? I go I back and forth. What, yeah. I go back and forth. I really do because, you know, I didn't do a great job in college. I only went really, like, because I was immature. I was 17. All I cared about was partying because yeah. that's all I did in high school. I mean, I still got decent grades. I graduated with a 3.0 or something like that. But, like, you know, I I don't know. That's just all I cared about. And so when I went to college at 17, it was like, oh, now I get to do this all the time and my parents aren't here to make me come home. Cause so I started acting up so much when I was a teenager, my parents made a rule that I had to be home like, like half the week, basically like at night. Like, so I had like maybe two or three nights out of the week where they would let me like go hang out with my friends. 
But, like, the other nights, they would make me be home by 5 o'clock. Really? And it just sucked. Like... I mean, I pretty much... I wouldn't say that I could do whatever I wanted, because I don't feel like that's the truth at all. I mean, my parents, they definitely had rules. They definitely had restrictions. But I didn't... Like, they trusted me. They trusted my brother and sister and I. Because, you know, we were taught respect and responsibility. And did I do a lot of really dumb shit? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I remember one night, the first night I ever got drunk, ever. And I was probably, like, 19, maybe 18, something like that. And I was over at my friend's bonfire. And we were drinking. And her parents knew, I think. Or maybe I don't remember. I don't know. I think her parents knew. And they were just like... Don't do anything stupid. Give all, give us all your keys. Like we had to have been like nineteen or something like that, you know, yeah. where we were all. Uh, At least the parents like were watching out for you. Yeah, you know? Um, you know, and 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 not to say that that was necessarily the right decision, but at least right. they didn't like flip the fuck out and call all of our parents. Oh, but wait, drunk ass Sabra, this dude threw a fucking firecracker in the fire, and a piece like popped out and hit me in the foot and like got stuck to the top of my foot and like burnt the shit out of it. And I, at one point in time, I had the. Um, uh, I don't think it was, it wasn't the sidekick, but it was something like it where it would flip the top open and it had a QWERTY keyboard on the inside, but you could still text and shit on the top. Mm-hmm. And I pocket dialed my mom <laughs> at like, at like was, two that's o'clock like the worst nightmare. in the morning. Oh my God. And I was and always it was so like, scared of that happening. It left like a 17 minute long recording. <laughs> And like the next day, like the next day, I get home later Back on. Back when the things would actually record that long, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like what the hell? Like, you have five seconds to leave a message, right? But like now, like then you were like, you could like talk on the phone for forty five minutes, but like, well, okay, I gotta go. Get back to me, uh, you know, right? Um, so the next day, I go home later on in the afternoon, and she's like, "So how's your foot?" And I didn't say anything to her about it because I, I I hadn't got to the point where I was like, oh, I burnt my foot yesterday. And I, and it was like in that moment, I knew, I knew she knew. And I was like, um, it's fine. She goes, did you have fun last night? Were you drinking? And I was just like, shit, 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 shit. So like, (laughs) sorry, mom, if you ever listen to this, I start like crocodile tear crying. And I think it was more out of the fear of just getting my ass beat, you know, getting in trouble with my dad. So I'm just like. I'm just like, I'll never do it again. And then, like, literally a week later, my friend Charlene was getting ready to move to Arizona, and I went and got fucking wasted and slept in my car. (laughs) But, like, like, you know, did I do stupid shit like that? Did I, have I done drugs? Absolutely. I started smoking pot at 19. You know, like, I, you go through these things. I'm not saying every teenager does, but did I do dumb shit? Yes. I will own that 150%. But did I always fucking have a backup plan to save my own ass? Absolutely. I never walked into a situation if I didn't have a way out of it. Right. You know, and yep. I think that that's important is like, if you're going to do dumb shit, be smart about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't, don't fucking drink and drive. As somebody who's done that, and I know that yeah. you've done that too, I... In the past, I have not. Yes, I don't do that anymore. I've not done it in like ten years. Yeah, like, but like, please don't drink and drive. Like, if you know that you're gonna be too fucked up, I don't care. Sleep in your car. Sleep at your friend's house. Sleep somewhere. Call your grandma or someone cool in your family that can come pick you up. You like, I don't know. Have a DD. You know, something. My God, you can get a fucking Uber now. Like, seriously. Yeah, right. Yeah, Like, exactly. seriously. We didn't have that growing up. We didn't have Uber. Right. Your Uber was either your pissed off parents or somebody <laughs> really fucking cool who wasn't going to snitch on you. And you really, like, if you didn't get the first, like, if you didn't get that cool person first, you are fucked city. You are yeah. like, oh my God, I have to fucking call my dad and I'm fucking wasted right now. Yeah. Like, like, be smart about it. 
like you really, and I'm saying this as a person who's done it, so I want you to listen to what I am saying and do not do what I did. Please don't mix drugs and alcohol. It is very dangerous. It is, it could potentially kill you. Um, and, uh, you know, stay away from the fucking crazy shit. Like don't, don't do Coke. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do heroin. I know. I mean, obviously we are in in the middle of an opioid crisis, but if somebody just offers you shit like that or crack or meth pass that shit up, do a little mushrooms, smoke a little weed. Like, I feel like that's a part of a lot of people's experience. I'm going to own that. I'm going to say that I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of it. I like, mean, mushrooms are basically legal now, so... So, I mean, like, like <laughs> do the fun stuff, but, like, don't do, like, 15... I, ti- don't do, like, 15 don't hits of ecstasy and then fucking drink two-fifths of vodka. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. Don't do that. Yeah. Because that's how you lose your life. That's how your friends find you fucking passed out in your bedroom dead. Like, yeah. that is what I'm saying, is that... Yeah, I was always too scared to do drugs when I was growing up. Like, of course I smoked weed, and that was even, like, surprising to me. That's even surprising to me now, because I was scared of it when I was a teenager. Right, right. Like, I really was. I terrified. was terrified. Like, and I was disgusted with stoners. I was, like, I was I'm never like, gonna do drugs. You guys ever. are losers. <laughs> I did <laughs> dare in fifth grade. <laughs> right. No, I literally won the dare essay contest. Goddamn, Scruff McGruff is like looking down on us so negatively. It's like, you goddamn hippies. Hey, but you know, I mean, everybody knows that cannabis culture is totally different now. You know, like it's, I don't don't consider it. You're not going to some fucking weirdo's house buying a fucking, (laughs) buying a gram of weed out in the middle of the backwoods, which I have done. Um, But like, you know, you go down to your Nana's house and she's probably got it because she's got her med card and she's going to sell you a little bit, but don't tell your dad, you know, like don't tell Nowadays, that's how it is. But like, and and I think that's. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that for a minute. How um, different it is how nowadays. Different it is. These kids fucking hitting their little vapey vapes of their yeah. fucking dad, like their little dab pens. And like, you're, you see them walking on the middle of Walmart just fucking chiefing and you're like, God damn it. Like we had to like hide in a shed in the middle of the woods five miles away from home because we were scared the cops were going to find us. No shit. Or like literally would walk out into the middle of the woods so that we could, we wouldn't be caught. And you have a pot, like a tiny little chillum or batty or pipe or whatever, yeah. hidden in a box, hidden in another box, hidden in another box, locked up, pushed under your bed, covered with blankets. Like you're just like, nobody can know. Oh, I never held that shit when I was younger. Like, because I mean, I just, I was too scared. I, I had my, scared. I had my hidey holes. Like where, when I was still living now, with okay, so I when I that say shit. that I smoked pot, I like... It wasn't, like, a regular occurrence for me, you know? Like, and same with drinking. Like, when I was in high school, yeah, like, we drank every now and then. But it wasn't, like, it was, every like, single every night weekend. or well, every no, the, single the weekend. Well, the stoner thing, even. that was a big thing for me. I, I <laughs> smoked weed. That was, like, my thing. And I did that. I was a stoner for, like, eight years until I started getting really sick from it. But, like... The, the drinking thing really wasn't a, a big thing of mine that I enjoyed doing. Like, sometimes... I mean, of course, I went to house parties. I drank some, like... I have I gotten wasted and thrown up in a bathroom somewhere that I didn't know where I was? Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> just speaking from experience, please don't do that. It's fucking scary when you're experiencing it. And then you're like the next day you're like, whoa, that was so cool. Cause you don't get hangovers. You don't have to go to work. You just or maybe, you know, if oh you're gosh. in your teenage years, you might, but like you're gonna you're gonna go to work on three hours of sleep, hung the fuck over, don't right. like, you know, driving from some person's house all haphazardly in your fucking uniform. Like <laughs> like you're you feel like you're invincible at that age. Really, and and there, I mean, well, it's not gonna happen to me. Yeah, well, and then it does, <laughs> or it happens to one of your friends, and then it fucks you up for the rest of your life. Let me share this experience. It was 
really hilarious looking back looking back on it now it's hilarious but at the time I was <laughs> okay so let me just say so this was my first morning waking up in college okay so we get there like the weekend before school starts so everybody parties that weekend because Duh. it's like you know opening weekend like everybody gets to school we have like the whole weekend before you know school starts or whatever so what do we do? We get shit-faced because it's Western Illinois University and that's what everyone does there. <laughs> and, oh my god. Like, I just remember, like, I mean, I barely remember. <laughs> but, I mean, it was fun. It was definitely fun. But, like, the next day, I wake up and I'm like, this is the first time I think that I've ever experienced a hangover. Because, like, we know when and I was the in first high school. the worst. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was in high school, I didn't, like, you know, it didn't take much. So, I didn't really get hangovers. But, like, when I started really partying in, in, in college, oh, my God, especially that first night, I woke up the next day, dude, and I was, like, crying. Like, you I just feel so bad. You're so like, terrible. I'm dying. Like, and I'm so depressed all of a sudden. I was so happy yesterday, and I'm, like, so, so depressed right now. I remember calling my dad and being like, I want to come home. And he just, like, started cracking up. Like... Just, you know, laughing at my misery <laughs> because he knew that I got fucked up the night before. Yeah. Like, well, that's what you get, you dumbass. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, like, it's just, honestly, it's just so much fucking fun, though, you know? It was. Like, I, I party, I started partying, I guess, when I was in culinary school. And oh, I God. got fucking I can't imagine. Wild. I can't imagine with culinary people. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, yeah, because that's all everyone fucking does is drink. And, like... You know, and and I made a lot of fucking mistakes in that part of my life. I'm, you know, yeah. and, but it was like, it was so much fun. Like, yeah. and then that's where I see your point and like not wanting to go back because man, I, I relive that shit all the time. I'm like, damn, that was just so much fucking fun. And like, what would I, what I would do for one really fucking awesome house party but I'm going to feel so bad the next day. It's like, I don't even want to do it. Bro, like, right? I'm just going to feel so bad. No, seriously. Like, honestly, thinking back, like, so there was, like, a number of years after college. Because, like, I dropped out when I was, like, 20, I think. Like, early 20. And, um, and, and for a number of years after that, I, like, always looked back to those years of, like, oh, my God, that is literally the best time of my life. I'm not, it's never going to be better than that. Like, you know. But, like, now being 30, I'm, like, I don't... <sighs> the stability is what I really wouldn't if trade some, for anything. No, but, like, if someone were to invite me to a house party right now, I'd probably be, like, nah. I'd be, like, ooh, I'm, I'm like, well, who's gonna be there? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God, you remember that? Yeah. That was, like, the biggest question, like, well, who's going? Like, because I want to see like, who I want to show off to. Yeah, it's, like, what? Well, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, no, literally, like, there was, oh, my God, that was, like, that was, like, my, like, I don't know, like, my weakness. I was, like... If I like somebody and there was, like, going to be a culinary house party or, like, we were going to, like, party or something, I'd be like, well, who's going to be there? Because there was, like, always this one person that I was just like, oh, my God, I hope he's there. Please, God, let him be there. Oh <laughs> right. <God."> but, like, <laughs> it, it really is just, like, it's a pinnacle part of your life that, like, I think as an adult, you always kind of want to relive a little bit because that, it would, not saying that that was the best it was going to get because yeah. it always improves itself in its own unique way in being an adult. But oh, I like, definitely don't look at it like that. But, now. like... <laughs> Oh my god, it was just stupid fun. It was yeah. just stupid, dumb fun, like, where you just don't have a care in the world. You don't care yeah. about your responsibilities for that moment. Like, you just get to be dumb. And I think that that is something that really is lost in being an adult. It's kind of like... It really is. Not necessarily being dumb, quote-unquote, but, like, I the childlike sense of wonder. Like, native. Yeah. Or na 
the naiveness naivety naivety i don't know if that's a word but we're gonna run with it but like like that that kind of ability to like shed your responsibilities for a moment and just sort of be and exist and have fun like that's something that i think we lose as an adult is like the fun aspect like i don't think that life is supposed to be like this shitty like you work your nine to five your 40 hours a week you pay bills have kids if you want to and then die yeah like i don't like some people might think that that's fun and that's on them like that i'm not dissing that but i'm just saying like i think on a grander (laughs) scheme of things we lose that aspect we lose the fun out of being alive Mm -hmm. um because we have to be caught up with you know how am i gonna you know buy my groceries pay my bills like i have to work x amount of hours to make x amount of dollars and i have x i have this much left as a buffer and and that's something that is really stressful about being adult that you don't expect as a kid like you're like oh if i just pay my bills and everything's going to be fine but then you're like well damn i want to go out to the club but i've got about five cents in my account (laughs) and i have um, to be up in like eight hours so uh you know when we would just like we'd be like all right if i fall asleep at three i gotta be at work at 10 so all right that works that's fine (laughs) i'll I'll wake up at like 9 30 take a shower and go like you know the there the that aspect that like feeling like you know that invincible feeling Like, and just the, the being young and just having, you know, no cares as to what happens. It's just like, you'll worry about the consequences later. You just want to live for that moment live for that right now. Like, I feel like that's something that we lose out on a lot of in being an adult. And which is why I kind of like, uh, you know, being, doing the adrenaline junkie thing, like jumping out of a fucking plane. Like, that's not for me, but I see why people do it because it makes you feel alive. Yeah. And I, and that's something that I think we lose, you know, that, that feeling of just being alive yeah. and the, and like the, the blessing, I use that term loosely. Um, cause I, you know, I still figuring out my own fucking way in this world. I don't know if it's a blessing yet, but I know that I'm happy to be here mm-hmm. and that I'm, I feel lucky to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause as somebody who was suicidal for a long time, like, and had you know made plans to take my life, like I am happy and glad that I'm here mm-hmm. and that I want to, my focus isn't about being fucking rich or having the biggest house or the nicest car or the greatest things. Like, I just want to be happy. Mm. And I think that more people could take a step back and analyze their life and go, am I happy? Am I doing the things that make me happy or am I doing things because it's what I have to do? Right. Yeah. That's one thing that I've really been kind of struggling with this week even. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy once you become an adult and, like, you have all these different paths Especially for someone, you know, like us that don't have kids and, you know, we just literally ha- can do anything, uh, which we've talked about before. But we don't, uh, you know, we don't have to have to, to make a plan around another person. We can truly do whatever we want to do. Yeah. And there is, it's kind of, it is intimidating in a sense because it's like you're, you are, are out to find your, you know, your higher purpose for people who have kids. Their higher purpose is their children mm-hmm. and that's their prerogative, their choice. I think that the biggest farce when I was younger is that I looked at towards adulthood to having my shit figured out yeah you know no. like no, it doesn't will not. automatically happen it just doesn't like well, you have to seek it out yeah and you and then, honestly and again <clears throat> circling back around you can plan everything that you want to out to the last little detail and a vast majority of the time it is not going to go anything like what you expected mm. i mean like if you set out to have a degree like you know and you work hard and you keep focused even if you know setbacks happen and maybe you have to take a semester off or you only have to take x amount of classes but you keep working on it of course you're eventually going to get your degree yeah. but it's never just like oh i'm going to just go to college that's what i'm going to do like things are going to get in no, your way that are going to stop more, you it's more than just going to college you have to realize that like 
it's like literally day after day after day after day after day after day for years at a time, you know, just to, you have to stay focused. Like it's more than just the act of going Doing to it. college. Yeah. There is a mental it's, aspect. There's so much more to it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like things, maintenance things, like the constant maintenance, like constantly having to, you know, key, if you want to clean an apartment, you got to clean it. So the yeah. constant maintenance of that, you know, like personal property taxes, if you have a house, if you have a boat, you have a car, like mm-hmm. those are things, I didn't know what the fuck a personal property tax was growing up. Like what the fuck is that? And then I get older and I have a car and I'm, my mom's like, you got to pay personal property taxes. You have to go get your license re- or, you know, your license renewed, or you have to get new tags for your car. Like you're just like, oh my God, why, why, and why is it all so expensive? You know, right. or like. You know, figuring out a mortgage. They don't, most schools don't teach that shit. My parents didn't yeah. teach me that shit. Like, and now I'm sitting here like, well, damn, I kind of want a house so that I can paint the walls fucking, I don't know, purple, put a butthole somewhere. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like, to do, if I want to punch a hole in the fucking wall, I, I goddamn can because it's my fucking house. That's the, the freedom of your own space that is owned by you. Right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I have a general outline of it, but it's a lot harder than what people realize, yeah. you know, and that you're... Your particular, you can have a great fucking credit score and make enough money, but your particular job may be seen as unstable. Hey, and fun fact, my dad was just telling me that there is um, like places on the outskirts of town here in Wentzville that you can, like if you live on the outskirts of town, they, you can buy a house with no down payment. And you can do a, I think it's a, I didn't know I don't that. Want to, I think it's a F, FHA or F something. I don't know. There's a type of loan out there that you can get. It's meant for first time home buyers as well, where you don't have to have a down payment. And a lot of them will try and put your, like your closing costs and shit into, right. into, you know, your, your, um, your loan. Mm-hmm. First of all, like I was looking at this, I didn't know what fucking, I don't know what closing, didn't know what closing costs were. I didn't yeah. know that it costs you more to fucking buy a home. And then yeah. like, of course you have your fees from your realtor and they usually, they try to get that in the loan as well. But then, you know, if they don't, then you have to pay that out of pocket. Like, uh, and then your fridge breaks, you have oh, to call somebody. And you have to have earnest money. Earnest money is uh, like money you put down to secure the house. I mean, it goes into the oh it, yeah yeah, but that's just like another aspect of it that you have to think of. Like, there's a lot of different. I mean, you really have to almost teach yourself these things as you get older. Because and I mean, unless they taught it to you, like we had consumer education in high school, so they taught us like, you know, how to manage a checking account, um, like how to avoid fraud. Uh, I don't know, just, like, different stuff being a consumer, you know, like, I guess probably teaching us how to budget, things like that, but I don't really remember that much from it. It was, like, a one-semester class or something like that, but... I will say the budgeting thing came pretty easy. It was, like, this is how much money I have to make, this is how much money I need, or I, I'm making, how do I make that work, you know? Yeah. Um, and... There, I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to, to go about it, whether you're living with somebody or multiple roommates or you're by yourself, like it all kind of works the same. It's just like whenever you're with people, you should budget it together. You should do it together and figure out what everyone makes and then split it up from there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try and get it as evenly as possible. But like, yeah, don't do what I did. Oh my God. When I was in college, I was such a shit show, man. I had this house with four other girls. We were all renting it and, um, so we shared the bills, and each one of us had a different bill in our name, and mm-hmm. we would just give them money accordingly, you know? And, um, yeah, don't do what I did. I would, like, collect the money and then, like, not pay the bill. So, like, one time, it was a Friday night. Oh, my God. I literally, 
I swear to God, guys, I'm not a shitty person like this anymore. And I didn't make the girls, like, you know, I ended up paying for the bill. Like, it's not like I charged them twice to, to, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't screw anyone over, but I did this one weekend because our power finally got shut off. And it was a Friday. Oh, no. So we had the entire weekend. No power. no power. So we all had to go stay with our friends, which, you know, of course, we all had friends to stay with. But I was... Talk about feel like a piece of shit, dude. Like, oh my god. That was, like, one of the worst things I ever did. Like, probably. Just, like, where other people were affected, too. Yeah. Oh and you're god. just like, but you're like, that's what you have to do. You have to pay that shit on time oh, when yeah. it gets cut off, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, like, when it, you're like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. And then it happens, and you're like, fuck. That's been, like, the craziest thing this past year with, like, COVID and everything. How everyone's like, well... You can, like, go without paying your bill, and they can't cut off your service, and it just, like, feels wrong to do it. Right. You know, because like, it's I been, should like, be paying this. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I guess it was really nice, though, to have that, those things this year. But I will say, and this is, has nothing to do with our episode today, but you know what? It's really shitty that just because it's 2021 now, nobody's helping us out anymore because the shit is still happening, people. Like, I get it. There are companies. They have to do business, but, like... People are still like, help me. Yeah. Stop charging me late fees. Like, please. Like, I'm doing all I can. You know. Take your late fee and shove it. All right. So let's switch now and talk about um, what, what, what we think it would be like to be a teenager in this day and age. Harder. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And I say that because, um, and it's just from one particular standpoint, it's um, like, the self-image thing, I think, is a lot harder. Like, so growing up, like, we had internet, but it was, like... Limited. It was very limited. Yeah. And um, you were able to kind of pull yourself away from it more often than not. Now, yeah. everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got a fucking Facebook, a Twitter, a TikTok, an Instagram. And, like, and it's, we see this, like, competition now. And we have things like influencers that, you know, they make life seem yeah. so great. And it's, like, so magical. For, and they do nothing next to nothing other than like uh you know like marketing essentially is kind of I guess what I I would peg that as but like that's it that's their whole life is to look good and post pictures and then like these like impressionable teenagers see it and they're like damn like I want to I want to do that they think everyone can be an, a fucking influencer yeah and it's like that's not how it works it's like everyone trying to think that they're gonna be a fucking rock star or a pop star or right. like you know, a f- famous whatever in sports, like the the likelihood of you becoming famous and being like an influencer of any kind is fucking slim to none. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, and it doesn't happen overnight either. Well, yeah. in okay, it sense, can. it can, but like the point is that it's is most cases it's gonna take work until you do something that's like big that goes viral, and then like and that's another thing, fucking going viral that can be good and bad mm-hmm. like if something like somebody makes a fucking shitty meme of you and then that goes viral now you have to face that everywhere oh my God, I everywhere imagine. i couldn't imagine could you imagine with all the opinions online nowadays like because okay i was just like saying i said this i posted like a, something on facebook a couple days ago that was like you know you know why gen z is crying right now it's because they're overexposed yeah. To everyone. Everything. Everyone. At everyone. all times. And all, yeah, at all times. Literally, they don't get a break from it. Because it's a lot different than it was for us when we when we were growing up being millennials, you know. Um, if so someone was, was talking bad about you, you really only had to hear it at school. Right. You know, it's not like, I mean, I don't know. 
I, at the I, end, towards the end in high school, it was it started to get a little bit harder because of that. Because like yeah. Facebook or at least MySpace, MySpace was a big thing, and then it's just like you would like. You and then you'd have like chat lines too. Yeah, you know, which we had like Yahoo Chat and whatnot in the nineties, in the late nineties, I'll say, and different things, ICQ and MSN Messenger and stuff like that. Um, so that gave us some exposure, but like. Facebook was so different when I first started. Like, so I had Facebook, like, the year after it really started. Um, my friend Devin actually had got onto it first. I didn't even know what Facebook was. And she, like, came in from out of town and, like, showed me, um, just showed me Facebook and, like, told me that it was better than MySpace. And I was like, whatever. Which, uh, the, the test <laughs> results would prove that that was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was way different. Like, it was so much, it was so limited. Like, there, you, you could only get Facebook if you ha- if you were in school. You remember that? Like, I wasn't, I didn't start Facebook until way late until oh. it was, like, a pu- open publicly. So, I started Facebook, I want to say, in, like, 04 or 05, and, uh, because I think, I believe that it started in 03, but, um, when you first got Facebook, like, you literally, you couldn't sign up unless you, like, were a College student. student. yeah. Like, a student, yeah. Because that's what it was. Facebook originally was for schools, people from different schools, and stuff to be able to keep in touch and, like, you know, do whatever. But, like, that's how, that's the first platform it became. And then it opened up to the fucking world, like, in businesses and just everybody. Um, but, yeah, like, it was just so different. And, like, there wasn't... There wasn't, like, really any ads. There wasn't memes. There wasn't, like, people... I mean... You'd send messages and write on each other's wall and yeah, post pictures. That's literally it. And and not only that, but when Facebook first started, I want to say you could only post, like, eight pictures or something. It was like MySpace. MySpace had, like, your... You had... Uh, you so remember the, having a top eight? Yes. Oh, my God. Where it's, like, the God. top eight people you interact with most. <laughs> yeah. And you would, like, change it all the time according to, like, your closest friends. <laughs> like, oh, my God, she changed me to number two. <laughs> How, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, that was crazy. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, really different. So we weren't exposed. Like, we were able to ignore a lot of it, whereas the kids these days, they it's just shoved down our throats 24. And we can't ignore it either. Yeah. But, like, I think that we have, you know, we're a little bit older, so... We can process it a little bit better, but maybe um, not take it so personally, you know, because I think that's a big thing about being a teenager is like, it it just, everything feels like a personal attack because you're just, you're just trying to be, you are literally trying to figure out who the fuck am I? How am I going to start presenting myself? Like I'm getting a bunch of these freedoms happening at once and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to manage me. Mm -hmm. And then you see all this shit online and just like people can just like dog pile yeah. you and no, you fucking wanna, like and people talk so much shit about how gen z people and and millennials are like crybabies and stuff and oh they just have so many feelings well yeah because like we were we've been traumatized our entire lives like literally yeah and well not even that and but it's like media, serious but, like, world events actual yeah like actual events and uh, i mean there's just like so many different standpoint and that doesn't even get on the fucking topic of nudes like having your nudes leaked <laughs> like that you know i can't like uh, i i i'm gonna put myself out there a little bit i've never had that happen to me luckily but like i, I 
I don't think. I, yeah, I was going to say, and if I do, hope you enjoy. But, like, <laughs> the point being is that, like, I can't even imagine that. Like, uh, you know, being a vulnerable teenager, sending your body, pictures of your naked body to somebody who is, you know, your age. Emphasis on that. Stop sending your nudes to fucking 23-year-olds. Okay, nasty sending nudes, period. Like, it's just... I don't know. I like it. I like I like the the sexual freedom of it. But of course, I'm an adult, so I look at it a lot differently. But like as a teenager, you know, horny teenager, you're just like, oh my god, like I really like this person. And like you're just sort of getting into your sexual feelings, and you're just like, I want to send my body to this person. And then that person decides to dump you, and things end badly. And now they have uh, essentially weapons against you, yeah. an arsenal against you. That's why, like, you know. It, if I did it, I did it to people I trusted. I knew, and I had known for a long time, and I knew that I wouldn't, they wouldn't share it with other people. Even when I sold them. Like, on there was, like, two occasions. But, like, I sold them to people, I gave them to people, whatever, to people I knew who weren't just going to screenshot them and then send them to anybody they wanted to. And, I, and then I think that is the difference is, like, being a teenager, don't trust anybody. Yeah. Like, people that you think are going to be your friends for the next 30 years most likely are not going to be. <laughs> and they will use, and there are, I'm telling you this right now, there are instances where they will use whatever they can against you, whether it be your own body or any um, thing, situations that have happened. So, like, Especially in this day and age, man. Like, everyone takes everything, like, and puts it on, like, a personal level just to, like, jab you. Right. You know? Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's, like, anything can be used as ammunition. So it's, like, yeah. you got to safeguard yourself <laughs> in a lot of ways. Don't be – be vulnerable, but don't be too vulnerable. Don't be – you know, and, and I get it. You know, as a teenager, you're naive, and, and you trust people that you shouldn't trust because you don't see the red flags because you don't know what the red flags are yet. You I don't, don't think we even have, like, a whole lot of teenagers. I don't think, like, that – like, our biggest audience is – 28 to 34. I don't even know. Like, I think my little sister, which is like 20, is our youngest listener. But I mean, I still, like, even at 20, you know, there were things that I shouldn't have done that I did because I was just like, well, I'm an adult now. And, you know, and it could have potentially come back to really hurt me. Yeah. And, and it's just, you really just, those people that you think you can trust, you can't. Mm. And they and they'll show you the difference because they'll visit. They will physically show you. They will be there for you. Um, they'll defend you. They will have your back. You know. They they will show you that they are a safe haven to come with with secrets and with you know things that might make you feel and look vulnerable. And those people will present themselves to you in the right way. But everyone else, I would just be like, fuck them. Don't trust them. Fucking Valerie, your next door neighbor that you've just been friends with for forever because your neighbor is like, Valerie doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> like, in, you know, in most, you get what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. It's like the people that you think that are going to be the closest to you and that would safeguard your secrets and protect you are often the ones that don't. Yeah. And the ones that will, will show it and prove it to you. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of getting back on track, um, we, so, okay, I'm just trying to think. So, being a teenager in this day and age, I couldn't imagine, like, especially because, well, I couldn't, I can't, we can't imagine because we went through 9-11. Yeah. I mean, and I wasn't even a teenager at that point. I was like nine. Yeah, I was a kid. You know? Um, so that was scary. Um, and maybe that is why we're all crybabies now, you know, because we've all been through the trauma and it's, everything is scary. Literally everything is scary. Driving is scary. Being alive is scary. 
like the fear of being homeless, the fear of not having the ability to feed yourself, the, you know, just the, the fear of being alive. There is a lot of fear that goes into it. Yeah. Especially, could you imagine um, growing, okay, so this is something I've never been through, is the pandemic. Like, being a teenager, being even like a young person in school, like, can you imagine how that, like, because just of all the disruption that they've had with school right now, and like, how is that going to affect the future, you know, of, I'm not saying it's going to, ha- it may not have a huge impact at all, but like, I don't know. It's just like, it's such different times, yeah. you know, like it's so different from anything that we've ever had to deal with. And I, I feel really blessed knowing that I don't have to deal with that as a teenager. Cause I feel like that just makes it a lot more difficult. I'm like, and as a teenager, you want to connect with people. And, and you know, if you, and like you do that at school, that that's where your friends are. You, you know, go over there and hang out on the weekends or whatever, stay the night at their house, like, whatever. Like, that's, you know, that's what we did. And I'm sure it hasn't changed much since then. But, like, the connectivity, I feel like it's being lost in the pandemic. And mm-hmm. that, we'll see how that affects people on yeah. a physical and a mental and emotional level, you know? Might make them stronger, actually. Yeah. Just but it's because... Not being able to see anybody, not being able to leave your home for real, and then the only time you get to see your friends is in a Zoom class, like... yeah. That, I feel like that would be really difficult. Yeah, it would be. It would be. I'm trying to, like, put myself, like, my high school self in that scenario, and it's hard to imagine, really. Right, because it's like, I, I don't know what I would do. Because I, I was, like, a rebel when I was a teenager, so I feel like I would be like, fuck this shit. I'm <laughs> like, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a anti-social distancing party you know or some shit like some dumb shit like that but uh yeah man i don't know it's crazy times crazy times and it's like again with not being able to unplug like we just people used to go outside right like and now as an adult i'm just like oh my god i love being out. let's go for a walk man <laughs> i just love being outside like you take it for granted as a kid you're like fuck this i can't watch tv i don't want to be outside <laughs> All right. or like as a teenager like I'm going to get drunk outside, and then I'm going to go inside and lie down. But, like, it's it's totally different being able to disconnect uh, yeah. in comparison as a teenager Ooh, and I adult. wonder how that's changed. Okay, so think about this. I wonder how that's changed, like, house parties and stuff because people can't congregate or they're not supposed to. I wonder if, like, teenagers and, like, college kids are still, like, doing their little party scene. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I, you know? I'm sure. And, and I don't, I don't think that stuff like that changes a whole lot. It's just, like, you know, where it was, like, we're gonna get drunk in the woods and maybe we have somebody's phone or radio to play music on. Like, now it's just, like, we're gonna take 50 million selfies on Snapchat because we're fucking too turned to little Tina's. Well, no, but, I mean, think about being in the pandemic during all that. I mean, I think like, for, like, a lot of people, you know, probably stopped, but I know that there's definitely people out there who didn't care and who still did it. Oh, well, yeah. And it didn't really make a difference for them. Right. You know, that they were just like, oh, I'm going to party if I want to party. Yeah. I mean, I guess take a look at the Ozarks. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's grown-ass rednecks. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, you know right. that fucking naive Some ass- of them are Jason Batemans, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that show. Um, but... You know, it's teenagers are teenagers, and they feel invincible, and they feel like it's never going to apply to them, so they're going to do it anyways. I think, yeah. and that's and that's the, be, about being a teenager. That's kind of the truth of it. Is yeah, you know, you you don't, you're getting responsibilities, but you don't really have that many responsibilities. So it's just like, fuck them. Yeah, you know, and that's a, a leisure that we do. 
or pleasure that we don't oh, have. We totally forgot to do our uh, review section. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so, because I wanted to put this at the end anyway, so this is perfect. Um, okay, so we're going to introduce a new uh, portion of our podcast that we're probably going to be doing towards the end of each episode. Um, so we had this idea that we were going to start going to local restaurants for lunch before podcast every Wednesday. And we're not talking like Panera or like no. Chili's. No, like locally owned, um, locally owned businesses, um, to try to, you know, support your local. mom and pops. Yeah. And, uh, so today we went to Frontier Park Cafe. Perk. Yeah. Frontier Perk Cafe. It was on Main Street in St. Charles. Um, it's a really quaint little tiny place. I was actually expecting it to be a little bit bigger, but there was only like, what, five tables in there? Right. But I, I think it's perfect for like a cafe setting, but it's like, yeah. honestly, oh, it, I thought it was good. I had a, uh, it was a, um, a short rib eggs Benedict essentially. Yeah, it was like it on, looked amazing. It was so good. It was like on this little hash brown. And of course you have like your, your short rib and then your poached egg and then hollandaise. And I think they put pickled onions on top and I don't yes. like onions. I didn't know that. I don't care. I, it was easy to pick off, but like. And then it came with, like, home-style uh, fried potatoes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. So, I had the biscuits and gravy because I like to judge places on that. Now, I need to get out of that because if we keep continuing going to brunch, I'm not you just getting biscuits and gravy every time. <laughs> um, so, I need to stop doing that. But, um, but you know, it's it's the thing. Like, if, if a brunch or a breakfast place has a good country gravy like it just says a lot about that restaurant i truly feel that um this place had good gravy i'm not gonna say it was the best i've ever had um and i will i i'm just gonna say this because i'm being honest with the biscuits no i'm just it was lunchtime so but the biscuits were i mean they seemed a little stale but they could have just been crispy. I don't know. I just, I don't really like a crispy biscuit, like with biscuits and gravy. But that's just my personal, like, that's just my personal opinion. It's not like whether, it's not like it was a bad meal. Yeah. It definitely wasn't bad. And I definitely want to go back and try other things because their menu is really. Unique. Like, yeah, yeah. It's unique. It's, they've got like a Cuban, they've got a di- different like unique sandwiches and um, it's just cafe style. It's, it was really good though. Um definitely want to go back i also had like a you know iced mocha coffee or whatever and it was actually really tasty and that's like all fresh made too yeah so it was like really good yeah it wasn't like um it wasn't like too sweet or anything it was just you know perfect like coffee and then the flavor and a little bit of sweetness but um yeah it was overall a good experience but yeah so we're gonna be doing this on each new episode so we hope that um uh, maybe our listeners would want to try out some of the different spots that we hit up but like i want to stick to like local favorites like because you can usually find like a top 10 list from like a local st louis magazine or newspaper or something that they will give you like the top restaurants or whatever Mm -hmm. and i mean i don't want to just solely do that because finding your own hole in the wall is like the best ever oh yeah you know but it's like it's nice to give these places a try especially since it's small business and small business have been the most affected throughout covid yeah. And uh, I'm actually really happy with Main Street St. Charles because I, aside from maybe one or two things, everything else has stayed open has survived through COVID. And I think it's important because it is an eclectic place to be able to shop and eat as well. And mm-hmm. I love going down there for, you know, a lot of the metaphysical stuff like Peace, Love, Happy, Teradonna, The Enchanted Attic. 
Um, but they have a lot of really unique, like, um, like art places where you can go and, you know, view yeah. art and they have, um, these really unique, you know, places to stay and places to eat. Um, and yeah, I think it's, just it's a cute little like kitschy area. And I just think it's important to support stuff like that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's Especially during these times. Um, so I think that's all for today, guys. Yeah. yeah let's get episode. So, um, we'll be back next week. Not sure what our topic's going to be yet. Cause we never do, <laughs> but we'll figure it out, but we'll figure it out and we'll announce it on our Facebook page. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks again for listening.